most people undervalue who they are. And until you see the value in yourself, people ain't going to see the value in you. And until you see the value in yourself, you're never going to get the life you deserve. And this is the truth, Eric. The moment, if you think away, I'm talking about our country, America, beautiful country. But the one thing that needs to change here is this, is you as a human being, you as an American, you need to stop allowing other people to determine that you're worth 50, 60, 70, even $100,000 isn't a lot anymore. Right. But you allow your employer to put this value on you. And it's great. My wife just got a raise at her current employer. But I tell her, I, I, I always put this in her head. Don't ever think that that's your value. That's just what they're paying you. You're, you're more valuable than that. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene. And Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month. And we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. Got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Brows Body and Ink, offering Cordelaine's best tattoo brows, plasma fiberblast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Brows Body and Ink at pnwmobilemassage.com. Daniel, you're a husband, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, coach. You're a corporate trainer. You're a best-selling author, podcaster, so much more, man. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Man, Eric, I'll tell you what. I had it on the calendar. I'm excited to be here with you, and it's an honor to be here. and Just spend some time with you, brother, and just have a great conversation, man, and add some value to your audience. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome, dude. I, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up, and what was childhood like for you? Well, I grew up here in San Antonio, Texas, pretty much born and raised here my whole life. I almost moved to Dallas when I was 25 years old, but that, that was a quick stint. We even left a deposit on an apartment up there, but ended up, told my wife, you know what? I just feel it in my gut. It's not for us. And we ended up staying here and the rest is history. Grew up here in San Antonio on the south side of San Antonio. And, you know, one, one thing I'll tell you is, is when we were younger, we, would, we didn't have a lot of things, right? We were broke. We would put stuff on layaway. But one thing yeah. that growing up as a child that it really taught me how to have grit, not to give up. And I think so many people nowadays, brother, they don't have that grit. They don't have that, right? You can teach people skill set and all these things, but if they don't have the heart, if they don't have the ganas, as we say in Spanish, yeah. you're not going to succeed in life or you're not going to go where you need to go in business. Come on. And, and I think if I was reading right into your, your story there, you did car sales for a long time, right? I was in the automotive industry for almost 20 years. I was like a month or two months short for 20 years. Wow. And I think now that we're having this conversation, I look back, it was that childhood growing up that, believe me, there was one time, true story in, in the automotive industry that I, I had a great month, best month ever. I think 9-11 had just happened. And, and Chevrolet came out with Keep America Rolling. And I think I sold like 20 something cars, record breaking month, amazing first one or two months in the business. The following month, it's like I couldn't give a car away. And I really wanted to just quit. I remember that October, the last day I told my wife, I love it. It's amazing, right? I was a green fee. It was new. The following two weeks, I didn't sell a car for almost 10 business days. I said, this sucks. I'm going to quit. I give up. Next thing yeah. you know, my wife's like, what's going on? I'm like, I haven't sold a car in 10 days. And I was literally oh. so frustrated that I was going home that night, Eric, and I was just crying tears of frustration. I don't know if you ever experienced that or not. But Man, I'll tell many you, times. I, yeah. I think, I, I think... 
I, not I think, but I believe it was that grit that I just endured as a child. Yeah. That said, you can't give up because there's once because once you give up, once you give in, it's always easier to do it the next time. And by God's grace, I made it in next the right just ended up being 20 years, very successful in the automotive industry. And if it wasn't for the automotive industry, I wouldn't be the entrepreneur that I am today. I wouldn't be the successful business owner because that's what taught me business. That's what taught me how to read financials. That's what taught me how to be a leader, how to be a communicator. And you and I both know this in entrepreneurship and business. If you don't have any sales, there's no revenue. So it really taught me how to really not just sell things, right? But to how to help people and solve their problems. And I think so many young entrepreneurs, A, they're scared to ask for the business and B, they don't realize it's not about selling your product or service. It's about really solving the problem for that end user, which is your potential client, your prospect. Mm, come on now. I, I, I understand the, the car industry. I, it was my first job out of high school. I sold cars for Rustine Ford uh, when I was 18 years old. Didn't know how to sell anything. Didn't know anything about cars. Still don't to this day. But I responded to an, an ad in a paper that said, come do car sales. We'll pay $1,800 a month for the first three months, whether you sell a car or not. And I was like, dude, I'm signing up for that thing right there. I feel like I was P Diddy, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I was the worst car sales guy. I think I maybe sold five or six cars a month. And, but it, it wasn't my intention to stay long-term. I, in my mind, as an 18 year old pothead, I was like, I'm going to go and get that 1800 bucks a month. I'm going to be living rich and I can go buy pot, man. Like, and party it up. Like that was my mindset at the time. So <laughs> I totally understand. Man. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny you say that because when I had graduated similar, I had, I had gone actually to the same, same dealership yeah. and they told me, no, they, right. I was like 18 years old which was probably a blessing in disguise because I probably sure. would have just killed the opportunity or hated it because I wasn't ready for it. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. that same thing. They give you that three month, 90 day guarantee. And you think you're like, I'm rolling. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It was so good, oh. man. Oddly enough, I actually ended up working for a company where I created uh, and managed websites for car dealerships across the U.S., uh, including Chevy, Chevy and Saab when those were around and things like that in my early 20s. So that was kind of what got me back into the auto industry. It was fun there. When you transitioned, though, from car sales to full-time entrepreneur, I mean, you just talked about the frustrations and not selling any cars. There's a lot of fear that comes over entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur full-time is scary. How do you handle fear when it creeps in, man? I'll tell you, the thing is this, is that most people fail in, in sales and in entrepreneurship as you make that leap, more even fail at that. 90%, I think 90% fail within the first three years because they don't want to grow. They don't want to mature. And I think for me, the reason I was as successful as I was in the automotive industry is because I allowed my character to build. And as I transitioned into entrepreneurship, guess what? You know this. It takes another level of character. It takes another level of maturity. And I think so many people get it wrong, right? They, in the personal growth industry, which you and I are both involved in, we hear, right, you got to grow, right? How's your personal development? Which is great. You got to grow. And you hear that word, people use it like it's just an ordinary word now in our, in our industry. But the key word that I think I want people to really listen to in 2023 is, how are you maturing? If you don't mature as a human being, if you don't mature as a business person, man or woman, then, then then you're not maturing in the right ways. Your character's not growing. You're not being that, right? Inside are your traits being developed. And because that's what it's about. And I think for me, as I transitioned from the automotive into, into business, A, I had the heart. I wanted to do it. And and again, it happened to me. I, I, had, I did this quote 
in 2018 when I first started, right? Because I'm going to be honest with the, with, with your audience is that I was crying in the bathroom. I was just, again, that, that pivotal point of frustration. Mm-hmm. And we, I had, I had some, I had some corporate clients. We had business. We were doing some revenue. Nowhere near where we are now, but I was in there crying. And this is what I told myself, Eric. I said, why the hell am I here struggling to make $5,000 a month when I can go back to the automotive and make a quarter million a year? Mm-hmm. Big difference. Yeah. And, and, and I literally put water on my face. I was pretty much going to give it I, I, 99.9%. The quote, this, the quote said this, when you're 99.9% sure you're going to give up and give in, but you don't quit, that's when you know you're an entrepreneur. Mm. And I hit yeah. that point and I walked out. I was at a dealership that day actually trying to get a new client just to kind of onboard with some training. And all I heard was, Daniel, Daniel. I couldn't see because there was a big SUV in front of uh, in front of me. And I looked around, couldn't see nobody. And I was already walking out. I goes, hey, Daniel. And it was um, one of my old salesmen happened to be there. He goes, hey, man, I want you to know that you're doing a great job. I see you out there. Keep it up. I'm like, you know, when, when, when you're in your feelings and you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, and yeah. he looked me in the eyes. He, he kind of got me by the arm. He goes, look, man, you're doing a great job. Don't stop. Hmm. And the way he said it, I could feel the presence of God just speak to me at that moment. And bro, it like, it put a fire in me that just, I needed to hear it that day. Yep. And I got in my car. Wiping my eyes, right? I mean, you, you and I both, I don't care how much you try to throw it off. When, when, when you're crying, when you have tears in your eyes, you're, you're, the eyes ain't going to get, get teared up right away. I cool. said, you know what? I sat in my car. I said, I can either go home and that means I quit or I can go to another place and try to make something happen. I got in my car that day, drove somewhere else, knocked on some more doors. And even though nothing transpired, the thing is that I didn't, I won that, that moment. I won in business because... I truly believe if I would have gone home that day, Eric, I wouldn't be here talking to you on your amazing show. Mm. But I chose to go. And regardless of what the outcome was, I was going to show up. And I think so many people nowadays, they want to know what's the result. What's the outcome before I commit? What's going to happen before I commit? No, it doesn't work that way. You got to commit. And then the outcome comes. And then the Mm. result you desire comes. It doesn't come maybe today. It doesn't come maybe next month. Maybe it's going to take a year. But the thing is this. Once you commit, I guarantee you this, Eric, you're, it's going to show up. The results that you want are going to show up. And going back to what I was talking about, I think about where I am now in business five years later. Man, if, if I would have had what I have now in business back then, I would have crumbled under pressure. I didn't have the maturity, the character. That, that this is a word that most people miss is do you have the capacity to really handle what you're asking for? Because mm-hmm. when you don't have the capacity, that's when your mind can expand, right? There's, there's, there's too much, right? I, I have this cup right here. And the thing is, 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 is if your capacity is only 20 ounces in business and you're trying to pour gallons and gallons of business into your capacity, that's only 20 ounces, it's going to waste, but you have to expand your capacity to receive that next level of business. And that's the part that a lot of entrepreneurs miss, man. Wow, <clears throat> man, that gave me chills right there, dude. Yeah. I think you know, as, as entrepreneurs and people who want to be successful in life and in business, it's a mindset thing, right? They have these limiting beliefs and I know I've dealt with limiting beliefs and, and I'm working on that myself, but for you, I know you have a course on mindset on your website there. How do people break through the limiting beliefs and start living in their purpose? 
One thing that I, that I that it worked for me that I still do every day. I I told you I just came back before we went on live. I was in Philadelphia, spoke at a conference. I'm always I'm always putting myself to get new experiences. You have to get new experiences in life, and for for every person, it may be a different experience. Maybe for you, you have this belief that right, I'm gonna look for the cheapest gas, and no matter what. Well, no. If you're driving halfway across the city to save three cents a gallon of gas. Your, your, your time is more valuable. So to you, I would say, no matter where you're at, if you need gas, fill it up. You'd be surprised how many people I coach to fill up their tank of gas. And, and it sounds funny, but you'd be surprised that I've, I've had so many clients that they just put $5, $20, now $40. I go, do you fill it up? Many people, you would think everybody would fill up their tank of gas, but I can tell you, most don't, many don't. So that's a new experience to go out there for you. Maybe it's an experience of, of going out to a conference. If you've never gone out there, it, it breaks my heart because I had a dear friend of mine that I, that I wanted to go to this conference that I just went to this weekend. And I know why he didn't go. He, he didn't go because he didn't want to pay for the flight. He didn't want to pay for the hotel. And I'm like, bro, like get out of that mindset. Like there's something like, like this is amazing, right? We're on your, we're on your amazing podcast, but it's called the human touch, the human connection. When you hug somebody, when you meet somebody at a conference live, they can feel your heart. That's why I love speaking so much from stage, Eric. When, when I spoke this weekend, man, people didn't know Daniel Gomez before I spoke, but I promise you, those that didn't know me, which was half the room, they knew me afterwards. And they're like, dude, we felt you. And, and that's, mm. that's the whole thing is, is when you go out there and you put yourself in these, in these arenas of conferences and events, they feel your heart. And it's a new experience because you never know who's that next person that's going to take you to that next opportunity so answering your question is is the way i grow is i'm always challenging myself to to that new experience and and going to events even though maybe i don't feel like traveling it doesn't matter in business you don't feel like it you still got to put yourself out there and so many people let their feelings dictate what the hell they do Mm, come on yeah there's i mean i'm a a 4am'er i get up at 4am six days a week and there's a lot of days where i didn't want i don't want to wake up at 4am last night i slept like junk and i was like dude i want to sleep in today but I knew that if I slept in today, I wasn't. Go- I was going to let myself down, and I wasn't going to get into the the work that I need to get done this morning. And uh, man, it is so true that that mindset, man, that people need to stop with the limiting beliefs and and have those high standards and just do it outside of what they're feeling. Right? I mean, so yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it, it's important because the thing is, is it, it's it's not just a one time thing. Yep. It's a two time, three time. It's a repetition. It's like anything else. The more you do it the easier it, it, it just, for me, as I was breaking through my limited belief, right, as we, as we were working and developing the millionaire mind in myself, I remember that I would always want to look for the cheapest hotel. And I'll never forget what one of my coaches told me many, many years ago. He goes, Daniel, he goes, you know what your problem is? He goes, you're cheap. <laughs> so, so, so I think of that, right? So to me, I labeled that, and no offense to anybody out there, but to me, I, I did a training when I first started as an entrepreneur. I said, you got to kill that Moto 6 mentality. And it stuck. People knew me in San Antonio for that, right? But you really got to kill that Moto 6 mentality. And yep. why is that important? Well, for me, this is why it's important. Maybe this will resonate with somebody in your audience. If I keep staying at Moto 6, am I going to really get the client that Daniel Gomez inspires wants? No. Mm-hmm. The client that I want is staying at the Marriott. The client that I want is staying at the Ritz-Carlton. So yeah. even though I'm spending, say, $90 at Motel 6, what if I invested $400 more in that client because I invested $400, that person I meet in the lobby is my actual avatar. 
that's a person who's going to pay me the ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars for the coaching that I deserve, right? That I deserve, and it's I'm a, I'm a, I'm still winning eleven thousand dollars. But most people don't think that way. They think in that scarcity and that lack. And you got to think about when you have the millionaire mind. Where is my audience at? Where do I need to go? And it's it's changing that story, that script that we believe as truth, and remove those lies and unlearn those things, Eric. Mm. Man, that's so good. I hadn't even thought about that. Like, yeah, true. Like you don't want the Motel 6 guests as your client, right? Like I've stayed at the Motel 6. I've seen those guests. They're not the clients that I want, man. You know, like totally <laughs> had that Motel 6 and, and, mentality, and nothing right? bad. I mean, nothing bad. We just went to a Cowboys game with uh, this past year and, and my son yeah. got the room and we were at Motel 6. But hey, you know what? It, it was it was an experience. Nothing. We're not knocking people that stay there. But totally. all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's a higher level of thinking. Yeah, the people that stay at these other places. And that's, that's my target audience. And right, I don't want to yep. demeanor anybody because I was right. there at one time. But the thing is, if you're there, don't stay there. This is your year 2023 is your year to go to Motel six and say, why not challenge myself to go get experience, go touch the dream, touch the vision, feel it. And maybe it's the Ritz Carlton for you. Maybe it's the Hilton, whatever it may be for you. Get out of that comfort zone and stretch yourself. And I promise you when you do that, bigger opportunities are going to show up for you, for myself, for Eric, for all of us on this amazing show. Come on, man. So good. And speaking of events, you've got your event sticker shock coming up in San Antonio. It's March 17th and 18th. You also have a course on this, but what's this event going to do for people? Man, this, this event is going to help people really build a speaking business. Most speakers, I was, I was just, like I said, at this event this weekend and they had a speaker competition was one day. It was a three day event. One day was a speaker competition. And, and the speakers competed, but the thing is, they don't really teach you how to really engage the audience. How do I story tell? How do I story sell? How do I go and apply for these opportunities that are out there? So when you come to Sticker Shop, we give you the whole roadmap. We give you from the beginning to the end. How do I apply at this opportunity? What, is a, what, what does a speaker application look like? We show you how to apply. We show you where do you apply. And then the second part, this is where most young aspiring speakers mess up is, is they don't know. How, how do I negotiate with the event planner? How do I negotiate myself? And because you have to sell yourself at some point, they're not going to just hire Daniel Gomez as much as I would want to say that, right? I'm not at that point, like a John Maxwell, I still got to sell myself. Well, I can do this. I can do this. And that's what we teach you also how to leverage your book. If you have a book, you can leverage your book into the negotiation part. So we give you the whole roadmap from beginning to the end of how to really build a speaking business. And the main thing is when people come like a great example, um, Tony Pollard came last September from one year to the next, he made over $70,000 speaking on leadership because he goes, man, I went to other conferences, Daniel. And I'll tell you what, I learned more at sticker shock than I did at this other more prominent conference. And I want to say thank you. But that's mm -hmm. what it's about because a, we give you a professional speaker room. B, we give you optics on stage, all the B-roll you want of that. C, we get red carpets out there and, and we really give you all the tangibles to put on your website because the truth is nowadays after, after COVID, People want to see you speaking on stage because too many speakers came back and they were rusty. They were just not up to par. Or many of them went out of business because there was no live events and they didn't know how to transition. Yeah, well, right. event planners, I've had more interviews this past year in 2022, Eric, than I did my whole first, first four years of speaking because they wanted to make sure that, A, I was a good guy and I was going to show up because they're getting burned right now. Because in the speaking world, many people don't know this, but as a professional speaker, you're, we'll just say you're having an event, Eric. And I'm going to charge you $7,000 to speak at your event. That's my honorarium. Well, you're giving me $3,500 up front. That's just industry standards. 
So most people don't even know that. So mm. these event planners know this. So they're giving you a front and advance on because you're, what you're actually doing with the money's for is, hey, your event is March 17th. I'm going to take myself off the calendar because I'm committed to your event. And that's what the deposit is for. And then when after you speak, they pay you the rest of the, of the balance of what they owe you for honorarium. So I promise you, when you leave, we've had many speakers that have came and they've blown up as a, as a, as a great speaker. But the truth is this, if you don't do the work like anything else, because there's many people that come and I always wondered this, Eric. Like, why does this? Why, do, why does Anthony Pollard make seventy thousand? How can Michelle Hoskins leave and within two weeks she gets a five thousand dollar paid speaking engagement? Because our students are doing amazing. Because we do teach you valuable content. We do show you the roadmap. But then you come and like anything else, I've noticed that some people come and they have that imposter syndrome once they leave and they don't think they can do it. And you, that's now that I know that right. Going into our our fourth year of doing our speaker academy. Now we know we talk about that more in depth and we, we offer accountability for that because you and I both know where there's accountability, the results show up more often. So it's, it's an event where I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, at sticker shock, you're not just going to build, become a speaker. We're going to help you to really build a speaking business. And this is the importance, ladies and gentlemen, because I want you to understand that your voice, your message is the only voice that somebody may hear and be attentive to. And we make the mistake that we think that everybody is, is not going to listen to us or that our story, our, our voice doesn't matter. Let me tell you, your voice matters. The world needs to hear your story because your voice truly makes a difference. Mm, man. Dude, if that event didn't fall on my anniversary, I would be there. Uh, I may not be married again if I decided to, to bail out on my anniversary weekend there. But, uh, uh, man, this, uh, this event sounds amazing. One of the things that you and I have a shared uh, common uh, or something in common there is we have a shared faith in Jesus. Like for you, how did you come to know the Lord, man? My dad was on a deathbed. I didn't know this at the time. My grandma had called me and they said my dad wasn't doing good. And my dad had these big old Popeye forums because he was a construction worker his whole life. And when I went to go pick him up at my grandma's, I, he just looked so weak. And in five months, his body had deteriorated because it had been about four or five months that I'd seen him. I took him to the hospital. They gave him three, three to four weeks to live, Eric. And I just remember crying, right? I, I just didn't have an answer for the first time in my life at that particular moment. I was just lost. And I remember going outside University Hospital and crying and saying, God, I believe in a God. I don't know you. I believe in God. If you help my dad, I'll serve you the rest of my life. I went home that night. I got so drunk. I'm just 26 years old. I got plastered. I woke up the next day, no hungover, nothing. Like I was just awake. Like God had answered me. My wife literally thought I had lost it, Eric, because all of a sudden I was talking about church and we need to go. And, and I, cause I knew who I was. I knew who I was in that moment of my life. Mm. I said, look, if it, it's not just about my dad. I go, it's going to help our marriage. Cause if we don't go to church, we're probably not going to be married much longer. And, and I knew that because I knew me. Right. And that's the moment that I really opened my heart to Jesus and to God and accept him as my savior. And my wife went reluctantly. She thought I was crazy. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm here clapping and just God got a hold of me. There's no other way to explain it. And when Jesus came into my heart, I was, my friendships changed. I, I let go of some old friends that I had and people just, they really think you're crazy, but it's, it's, a, it's hard to explain. But the main thing is my dad ended up living a whole year longer. Eric. Wow. By God's grace, I took care of him. 
I, that's, that was my first endeavor as entrepreneurship because I resigned from my current position at that time in, in, in when I was 26 years old. And uh, it was in 2000, actually. And I, we opened up, of all, of all businesses, a piñata store. And we were actually doing good because I understood sales. We got sure. into some grocery stores and we were doing good. But then after he passed away, I was really doing it for my dad now that I look back just to give him something to do. That way he wouldn't, right? He wouldn't rot at home. Mm-hmm. But I learned so many valuable lessons in that season of entrepreneurship. And even though people said, man, well, yeah, you lost 40,000. I didn't lose 40,000. That was an investment of 40,000 into the future business that I have today, where now we're, we're just making millions and we're crushing it by helping people because people need to understand that, that your life truly has a purpose. And whether it's through speaking, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through our book publishing, whatever service you get from us, it, it all comes from this, Eric, is to let people know that that they make a difference in the world because most people, I don't care where I speak, Eric, in Asia, in the UK, most people undervalue who they are. And until you see the value in yourself, people ain't going to see the value in you. And until you see the value in yourself, you're never going to get the life you deserve. And this is the truth, Eric. The moment, if you think the way our, I'm talking about our country, America, beautiful country, but the one thing that needs to change here is this, is you as a human being, you as an American, you need to stop allowing other people to determine that you're worth 50, 60, 70, even $100,000 isn't a lot anymore. Right. But you allow your employer to put this value on you. And it's great. My wife just got a raise at her current employer. But I tell her, I, say, I, I always put this in her head. Don't ever think that that's your value. That's just what they're paying you. You're you're more valuable here. Man, and we get stuck a... on that value of what yeah. somebody pays us, and we take that literally into every single segment of our lives, and then we wonder why we're never happy. Hmm. I have looked at that number of my salary for the last twenty years and thought that's my value, right? That's my value, and it wasn't until late last year that one of my previous bosses actually said, "Eric, you're so underpaid." Like you need to figure out like why you're so underpaid and you need to start, you know, looking around and find something else. But it was that conversation. I get where she was saying, like, go find another salary. But in my mind, I'm going, you're right. I am underpaid. I need to start making my own money. Right. Like that was, that was my, it was like the door opening for me up my mindset to go, you can't work for somebody else because they're going to put this value level on you. Your value is open the door, man. And, and it was that conversation that opened the door, man, man. But look, think, go- think about it. Once you got yeah. that revelation, you're like, man, but the thing is, this is that many people, they will just, I mean, I was there because I grew up right on the South side of San Antonio. It, when I was growing up, if you could make $5 an hour, $10 an hour, man, you made it. And yeah. we get used to these dollars per hours is what I yep. call it. So you, yep. you, you get in your mind, well, man, I'm making $20 an hour. My dad made 10. I'm, 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 I won. But what sucks is most people stop there. And then that's the value that they put on themselves because that's the value that they're being paid by somebody else. And this is that this is that it becomes part of their identity. And then they wonder why they're losing in life. They wonder why they, they right? Because when you have, we all have potential inside of us, we all have untapped potential. But what happens is when we don't tap into that untapped potential, it starts to poison us. So just imagine this, this is a glass of milk, Eric, me and you are drinking some cookies and milk. We're having a great time over the holidays, but we go and, We'll go play a game of pool. We leave the milk there. We come back. Eight eight hours later, are we going to drink this milk? 
No way. No, because it's <laughs> it's it's spoiled. It, it'll poison our body. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you let potential just set in you and you never tap into it. It's like that spoiled milk that just sat there for hours and hours. Your potential has been sitting there for years and decades. And you wonder why you're so unhappy because it's poisoning you, poisoning your soul and your heart because it's not meant to be there. It's meant to go out there and give, serve and support others and, and serve. Don't get me wrong, right? If you really look up the, the, the Greek word of the word serve, serve means to get a product, get a service and go out there and make humanity better. That's what serving is about. Make the world better, not to be right. I mean, I get it, right? There's, there's, you do want to serve people from a place of love. But when you really break it down in, in, in the old text of, of Greek, it's like serve, go out there and give something valuable to the marketplace that will make your world a better place. And most people don't do that. Mm, come on, man. Dude, that was such a good, amazing way to, to end this show, man. Daniel, you're an absolute world changer, dude. And you dropped so many knowledge bombs in this show, man. I know that it's going to impact a ton of people who just heard this message. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I appreciate it. No, Eric, man, thank you for having me here. I really enjoyed it, my brother. And right, if people want to get a hold of me, they can, my, my, my Instagram handle is danielgomezinspires.com. That's also my Facebook. You can go to our website. We actually have a website, themakingsofamillionairemind.com. Get our book. It's going to bless you. We want to help you. And lastly, reach out to me. If you have any questions, I'm always an open book. Daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. That's daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. And thank you again, everybody, for having me. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.